The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. If you haven't turned the show off yet, here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Teen Show. I'm Brandon. And this is my classmate, Jessica. Hi! Hello! This edition of Old Teen Show covers the first and only season of the short-lived 1992 show, The Heights, which aired on Fox. The story of a local rock band full of 20-somethings. They called themselves The Heights. Living in a suburb area, which we still have no idea where it's from, called The Heights. This show is called The Heights. Today we are discussing the 13th and final episode of The Heights. It's called The Transformation. And Jessica, what happens in The Transformation? A businessman buys the band's rehearsal space and orders them out, but a new opportunity presents itself. Alex also finds his father. The director of this episode is Steve Robman. The writers are Eric Roth and Tony Spiridakis. Okay, my tone did not match your tone at all. I know, it's great. Oh! A businessman buys the band's rehearsal space. So... This guest star we have on here as Paul. I got excited. This is Christopher Colette, who played Paul, another Paul, in the classic film of the early 1980s t- entitled Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> he was the uh, guy who was really into Angela at Sleepaway Camp. Have you seen Sleepaway Camp, Jessica? I haven't. If I have, I was a kid, and I don't remember it at all. But I want to watch. We it are now. going to watch Sleepaway Camp. You're you you're coming over. You're having popcorn, and we're Sleepaway Camping. Like this is. Oh, I love Sleepaway Camp. I like the first all I three. I've not seen this. All three Sleepaway Camps. Don't read too much. Don't read too okay. much. Oh, what was it? Don't read too much. Back. Christopher Collette. Yep. Oh, he does look familiar. Every as soon as I saw his face, I'm like, "You are in a lot of things. I've seen you." Yeah, uh, but I didn't even bother to look again. This episode never aired on United States television. We have a uh, taped off VHS copy from some country that I'm not familiar with, but we yes, can, we correct. have seen the final episode of The Heights. A lot of people have never seen the final. I don't think a lot of people watch The Heights, but then if you did, you never got to see this episode. We did, so we. We didn't get to see the first episode, which aired, but the last episode that never aired, we can see. Yes. Don't uh, worry, though. A lot of things still don't get answered, so it's like we didn't see That's how you talk either. to angels. That's how you talk to angels, really. Um, <laughs> I wonder why it got canceled. Why did they just not air the last episode? Why? Yeah. Because when they showed the 12th episode, they knew. They're like, you know what? We're gonna- Was it going to hurt the 1992 Billboard Music Awards? Featuring you 2 and hosted by Phil Collins and Guns N' Roses performing? Was it going to hurt that? 
Like what happened? Did they piss off the network executive when they mentioned an ABC show, 30 something? Like, oh, how Get dare you promote there. competition? Like, why not? Why that last My episode? ex-wife works on 30 something. Get that off there. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, but if you thought we weren't going to have commercials, we do have them. But they are not from the United States. They, they're not familiar to me. I'm going to try to describe some of them. Um, starting with this really horny green liquor commercial. I think I saw nipples in it. Like, like female nipples. Um, yeah. It was really, people were like, oh, this drink, it's all good. And I'm like, what is, and it was long and they were selling some sort of liquor and I just, and there was a, there's a follow-up commercial later, but like, I was just like, what is this? What is this? But it was some green liquor that people just were like super horny about. Was it absinthe? Mm-hmm. I do tell me, Jessica, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of got by her. I'm like, what is going on? Where are my commercials? I wanted my 90s commercials that I saw as a kid. And when I didn't get it, I pretty much pouted like I would have yeah. if I was a kid. Like, no, I want my Super Nintendo and my Mario and my Batman and all that yeah. fun stuff. Nope, my it's Sonic. Got, uh, we got a water park. That happened. Oh, we did get a, an, like, a, I guess it's an international commercial, but I, so when I remember uh, the uh Pantene Pro V one with Angie Everhart, but dubbed uh in whatever <laughs> language we had. But remember the beauty Angie Everhart, star of uh Tales from the Crypt Colon Bordello of Blood with Dennis Miller and Corey Feldman? You remember that one? Yeah, we've rented that one on pay per view. Yeah, yeah. And she was uh, I believe she was Sylvester Stallone's main squeeze for a while. Oh wow. Yeah. Um she also ended up doing a lot of softcore porn movies. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Um, fruit spring. Uh, this like drink with like had like a bottle, and people kept twisting oranges on it till it filled up. <laughs> we'll Tasty. pretend it was a Tropicana commercial. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah um, there was oh there was a uh, there was like a coffee commercial with a kid and a dog and a depressed women in it. Like they drink coffee. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looked like something like a commercial for depression, but it was for coffee. Yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> but don't worry. If you thought we weren't going to catch up with nine hundred two one zero or Melrose Place this week, whew, we did because this channel shows Melrose Place and Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero and some other teen show that I think is more uh, regional. There, um, they show them on that channel. It was just a general commercial for them. But um, uh, there was also. Uh, the Mellows Place, not to be confused with Melrose, Mellows Place House of Dance CD. <laughs> but the crown jewel, the crown Amazing. jewel commercial of all these, a commercial for a pager. Yes, that's the only one I recognize. The Moxa. It's like, okay, okay. So, yeah. Uh, what Still a, a cheesy commercial yeah yeah what a what a good time here so that yeah that's it for that's our final commercials uh, until jessica and brandon's show about commercials begins if yeah if you want to think of a good us, name tell us yeah you come up with the name you tell us the commercials you de- yeah we're doing that for you folks or something who knows? Um, and this is why my show is called the Brandon Peters Show. Because if I just do a show that's just you and I talking about commercials, it fits. It yeah. fits. 
You know, on the day that this is being recorded. It, by it, alternate title, it was movies and shit. It probably would have fit. Too. No. <laughs> Today is 30 years since Doug Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy premiered on mm-hmm. Nickelodeon 30 years ago. 30 years. It's crazy. See, and I would go back now and watch commercials from then. Yeah. And be like, this is fantastic. It is. It is. 80s commercials, 90s commercials. We'll, we'll... I hope this 70s. podcast gets a resurgence next year for the 30th anniversary. We're of prepped. We're here. Like, the oh, heights. shit. I'm not going to do one because they already did it. There's already mm-hmm. an official The Heights podcast out but, there. But they didn't cover every episode. They did. They covered every episode. Even the last one, they did. They didn't do the first one. They didn't really do the first one. They did like six minutes of it. Like, well, you, you find that one and we'll listen, maybe. Yeah. But we already did the others. So We're saving it for the 30th anniversary. Maybe. That's true. We're saving it. Maybe I Somebody should write a send letter. us a tape. Someone send us a tape. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do. Um, uh, we open this one with a rehearsal. Uh, the band plays uh, JT's lead on the song, but the power gets cut out, and a man named Brinkman proclaims he has bought the warehouse and they need to get the fuck out. And immediately, and I don't think it's like. I don't think it's because we're watching it from obviously a different source, a different broadcast place, but there's a giant change in the feeling of the show with this episode. Like, it, yes, it feels different. Um, like they know it's ending or like not even that. When they're acting it. No, I think they're heading into a new arc, but they've, they've gotten feedback on what's happened. Like this feels like maybe the first episode they've wrote or ready to make after, the show has aired and they know what people are, what it needs to improve on or something mm-hmm. or, or change. But, um, but yeah, so I just kind of, I, to me, it just like felt a little different. Um, uh, but Stan, uh, Hope and Lenny go to dress up and meet this Mr. Brinkman, which I don't know why you bring fucking Lenny with you at all for these things. Right. Um, but they offer him 25% of everything they make in the next two years if they're allowed to continue using... Wait, how much have they made, space. Brandon? How, how much have they ever made? Well, apparently $1,000 in the last two years. Oh, so... Yeah. That sucks. Which that guy, <laughs> he scoffs at. He's like, we already sponsor Children's Theater and a Little League team. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'd lose money you know, doing that. And, he's, and he tells them this, and this is 1992. He's like... They should do heavy metal with outfits and hair. That's where the money is. I'm like, oh, dude, you are wrong. You are, oh, you are out of touch, man. You're about to get your ass kicked by Nirvana. You know what, though? He, okay, so he, this landlord takes over the warehouse. First off, I never understood the whole warehouse. Who owned it? And they just could just practice there. Did were they, they pay rent? rent? Like, it was a giant space. We talked about that before. Like, how the heck did they get this place? And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, we can't be here anymore. Like, and Dizzy's brother used to play there back in the day. So it's just an open free-for-all building that people could go play in with electricity that someone had to pay for, but whatever. Yeah. You can't buy our building. <laughs> it wasn't yours, man. Uh, so they begin clearing out the warehouse. Like, note the sick Guns N' Roses sticker on the fridge, man. That JT's pushing it. It's like huge Guns N' Roses sticker or magnet on there. Uh Dizzy uh, has a studio that's offering a share, like a share deal with a grunge band, but it's expensive. And then the Weasley guy from the Brinkman place shows up and says he came up with a great idea for the warehouse. He's Ken's father, the guy who is Mr. Brinkman. 
and he's gonna and it's the guy from Superboy Camp. Uh, oh, Ken's he, son. Yeah, Ken's son. Sorry, oh. he's Ken's son, and he's gonna turn it into a club with live music. And he's like, <laughs> "You guys gotta vacate," but he dangles the house band gig for them, for the club, and he goes, "I can't promise you anything. There's a lot of good bands in the Heights." Well, I've are, only seen one. Are there? I've seen a crooner lounge singer guy and the Heights. Right. So, I don't know. Alex has Rita meet him at a bar to meet somebody, and he asks her to call him Larry when he's there, and mm-hmm. he introduces her to Jake, the bartender. And okay. Did you get the vibe? I was like, oh, my gosh, Alex is secretly gay, and this is his secret lover. No. Nope. At first, I was like, nope. I bet he's going to make, look, there's something you need to know to Rita. I, mm. And then as we progressed, I was like, oh. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I had like I was like, who's he gonna I was like, is he like is there someone in town from like his past that he like has some dirty secret with I was like, no, it's uh, apparently his dad. Uh and Alex apparently came to the heights looking for him. So we now have Alex's backstory of like how why he came to the heights. Thirteen was, episodes in wasn't to play music. It was not to meet Rita. It was to find his father. Uh, he doesn't know why his dad left, and it's also unsure that this Jake is the one he's looking for. But Alex is pretty certain. Did you realize that when he was explaining it to Rita, because she's like, what are we doing? And what the heck? That was boring. Rah, rah, rah. Alex literally says, well, a couple of months ago, like uh, when I was like in San Diego, I ran into mm-hmm. this guy. I'm like, wait, so you've only been here for a couple of months, or did you go to San Diego randomly on your own after being at the Heights? So it makes it like all this is yeah. all of this has taken place literally in thirteen weeks or less. Well, <laughs> it's it's like Breaking Bad when you got to the final season or whatever, and you found out the length of time the show's taken place, and it's like it felt longer than that. Yeah, like, over the past year, it's like wait, it's only been like a year. Like I remember when Breaking Bad like put it to to place where it was like. Where there's an episode was like, well, over the past like year and a half or something, I was like, wait, I felt like this show was taking place over like longer period than that, but kind of like that. Yeah. So the band practices at is it are they at Hope and Rita's practicing or Stan and Lenny's? I it looked like one of their shared apartments, okay, or houses or whatever. Yes, uh, but I don't a, know where. Yeah, I thought it'd been funny if uh, they went to like. Dizzy and Jody's, and the mom's like, "Well, yeah, keep it down." I like Jody's mom. And, and I'm looking forward like, to seeing Jody. Yeah, and the dad'd be like, oh, "I like the music. Just quit complaining." Like, you know, they've been fun, right? But no, we uh, Jody is uh, takes a week off, and it happens to be the final week. We don't. So see wait, her. Jody doesn't have a baby. She's just still pregnant somewhere. She was due in three months. The last episode. So if a week passes by, she's. Two months and three weeks. Dude. I don't like that they just like forgot to write her in, or maybe she just. I don't know. Maybe it was a. Was she at the club and we didn't see her just dancing? Yeah, I hypothetically. I'm sorry. wondering if the actor got a. They knew this. They were shooting this, knowing it was done, and she got another gig, or they her contract wasn't for as many as the others or yeah, it could come down to some odd reason. Um, JT and Dizzy have a spat over keeping time in the song. 
and Hope is apologetic about JT, but everyone else like wants him to back off. Uh, Dizzy, Hope, and Lenny and Stan talk about it at Big Mike's, and they think JT is just trying to step up, be a leader, and cares a lot, and doesn't want to script the gig potential. But JT walks in on them having this discussion and talks shit to Lenny, and then Hope chases after him, and he accuses her of being a backstabber, and they argue about him being in the band for fun or for, be- for it being for real, and he's like, this is all I've got. It's time to push. So dramatic, JT. But yes, I guess if you want to make it, you need to buckle up or buckle down, whatever. Get serious. Right. Yeah. He's, I mean, but also don't be such a dick yeah. to everybody. It's understandable where he's coming from with this and how some take it, but there's better ways to approach it. Uh, yes. Alex visits Jake again, and we see he's got a picture of his dad in his football uniform. He's keeping with him. Uh, and uh, we also. Like there's a there's an ashtray he made as a kid that he showed, shares with Rita about, but we'll get to that later. Um, Jake talks about how he almost made the Steelers. He says he's good at starting things, but not finishing. And uh, he tells him his wife and he's a wife and kid, and uh, they're in like Akron, Ohio. And he says uh, he tells Alex. Alex tells him he can always go back. And Jake offers to show a picture of his wife and kid, but it's not Jake and his mom. It it's isn't. another woman and a girl. Oh! And Alex gets disappointed and leaves. And he said he was going to blow Jake's mind when he said something. And he's like, oh, I got Marino's autograph once by. Yeah. He's like, I'm outie. He's like, yeah. So uh, the warehouse, they're preparing for the audition. But Paul, the guy, he's running late. And Rita tells some, can tell something's up with Alex. And Paul shows up with Sarah from the office. Uh, Paul calls JTCJ. And as they play, there's a phone call. And Paul and Sarah are share the call. And then JT cuts the performance short and confronts Paul about being on the phone. And it gets you heated. You don't interrupt. You don't interrupt their performance. They are the heights yeah. playing in the heights. Okay? You get to see the heights. You don't yeah. take a phone call on your cellular device, which was a little bit of a flip phone, a, right. a bigger flip phone, better than the Zach Morris phone, but right. still. We would call it a cellular, not a cell at this time. Yeah. Correct. Uh, but it gets heated. JT grabs Paul and the band backs him up, pulls him off, and JT walks out. And guess who returns to this episode, Jessica? We don't get Jody, but we get... JT's dad. Yeah, why not? He's How's like, he doing? Let's check in with him. Is he doing okay? He seems to be positive. Clean and sober. Clean and yeah. sober. He tucks his shirt in. He combs his hair. <laughs> and uh, they have a heart to heart. And he's like, you're a banks. And when we screw up, we screw up big. And his dad tells him that, you know, he was good at being a good friend uh, when he was back on his little baseball team or something. And he says, if you do something wrong, you say you're sorry and try to not do it again. So, um, Alex then tells uh, Stan now knows about this Alex's dad thing. He tells Stan and Rita about uh, what happened with his Jake. And Stan thinks Jake has been left off the hook too much. And Alex mm-hmm. needs to confront him. And Rita points out that there's now another kid at stake. So Very good this point, goes, Rita. This goes beyond you now. This goes beyond you, Alex. Uh, so Hope, Dizzy, and Lenny ponder how to fix this opportunity for the house band gig. Hope argues that JT stood up for all of them with what he did, and then JT goes to Brinkman to confront Paul, which JT tells him that he should give the band a shot at the audition without him before security takes He's him. grown up. That was the most mature thing JT has ever done this entire series. Hey, it's my fault. I overreacted. Mm-hmm. Don't take it out on them. Let the band play. Hear right. them, at least. I won't even be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Alex confronts Jake, 
He tells him he's his dad. He says, you have been a cool kid to grow up with. How old were you when, when he left? He goes, I was five and and you were 24. My name's Alex O'Brien. I'm your son. Boom. Like, oh, shoot. That mic shattered when it hit, when it dropped. Mm-hmm. And do you think he ever, like, you know, if you have a kid, like he knew he had a kid mm-hmm. that he left. Right. He knew it. Mm-hmm. When you see, when he sees Alex, wouldn't he recognize something in him a little bit? Even though it can be like far-fetched, but wouldn't you at least see something or get a feeling? Man, I don't know. But I don't know. Especially as much as they've been talking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. He tells him. Very mature, hard to do. But Alex tells Rita they've made plans to play pool. Um, And thanks for for helping. He's like, you always knew what was right. So JT shows up at Stan's to talk to him and Hope and Lenny. And he apologizes for putting the band's future in jeopardy. Paul will give them another shot, but they refuse to go out without him, but he insists. But I think it's funny that, like, these band conversations never have Alex and Rita in them. <laughs> you notice that? This it's is like, weird. It's like Lenny and Stan and Hope, and I'm like, Because okay. they just have to throw them in the story somehow. Yeah. Like, we have enough going on with Alex and Rita. Right. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Uh, weird. At Big Mike's, Alex waits on his dad, and he doesn't show. Oh, that made me sad. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, band, The band auditions uh, starting to play the song Lucky One. You remember that from a few episodes back? Yeah. And, the, uh, their hit, their second hit single, which yeah. wasn't a hit. Yeah. Uh, Paul's thrilled, but they stop. And because they won't do it without JT, Hope tells off Paul. And when they leave the club, Jake is outside waiting for Alex. The club. And he tells Alex... He's a cool kid and confesses all he's done and tells him he's leaving the Heights to go back to Akron and be a dad. And hopefully he can make a difference with the girl because he can't make the difference with him. And Alex gives him the ashtray he's been waiting since a kid to give him. No. Keep smoking, Dad. <laughs> I made this for you. You can get cancer. I know you can. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, just, Yeah. I was like, well, I guess that's adorable, but... Um, I feel like we made ashtrays um, when you have to do ceramics in school. And you yeah, make something. when you're a kid, we did you make made ashtrays. like an ashtray. You're like, yeah. But his was like really nice. It's like, dude, I think you bought that. Yeah, yeah, he bought it. Uh, after after the uh, off the Bambizi guy or whatever. They didn't care anymore. Like, grab a prop. Does anyone have an ashtray here? Use this Does one. it look Here's like you- an ashtray? Just rip that cup up a little bit. It, and- say you made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Congratulations. Right, Alex at the bottom. <laughs> right. Alex O. There you go. Uh, yes. Hope goes to tell JT, uh, goes to JT to tell him uh, what happened. She goes, a lot of friendships get tested along with the future of the band. And he tells her he loves her. She tells him she loves him and that they have a gig to that night. They're playing the club. The club is called Heaven. Of course it is. <laughs> and Paul introduces the Heights. He goes, I felt it appropriate to kick off this place with the band I kicked out. <laughs> they play the song Rearview Mirror to thunderous applause at the club. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, the Heights. Did you see Jody at the club? Was she there hiding maybe, like cheering them on? Uh, no, no, I didn't see no, Jody. No. The Heights. I can't. That's it. That's the Heights. The Heights. They finally, they made it 13 episodes to finally become like a band. Yeah. 
I guess, and play more than a sweet 16 birthday and a wedding. They didn't even try to get gigs. Yeah. Like the Legion or some like, you know, the KFC, Knights of Columbus, surely they would have hired them if they actually would have reached out and asked. Like getting themselves out there. Now, I say, you you said like there's so much out there, but to me, this was more of an ending than I was expecting. This felt more closure than I was expecting to happen uh, with this episode. And these typically, so when you get to this, like these orders that are like 13 and we'll see back nine, mm-hmm. the middle one usually wraps st- plenty of stuff up because they don't know if they're going on or not. Um, right. I'll go back to the, the, the first season of 24, uh, the Jack Bauer key for Sutherland at hour 12 or 13. Um, in that, like, so the the original, the story in the in the pilot, um, Jack Bauer. There's a there's someone within his organization. He's a you know spy government thing. Uh, is a it's a he finds out they're a mole. His boss is killed. His wife and daughter are kidnapped by some terrorists. And in hour twelve, though, he rescues his wife and his daughter. And takes down what was the bad guy for that first half. There's more to the story that unfolds after, but that's what happens halfway through. Like Makes and, sense then. So if they were canceled, there was somewhat of an ending. Here you have the Heights. They play this house gig as a band that's success. Um, Jody, or not Jody, um, Al, uh, Hope and JT, they're in love, they're together. Um, Grant, we have nothing on Jody and Dizzy, but she can't have the baby early. And right. um, Alex, Alex and Rita to... just kind of find we find out where Alex came from a bit more about he's right. less dark and mysterious. Um, so, and we pick up with JT's dad to also see. Oh, look, the guy, he's fine. Um, so there's there's kind of that feeling, and I feel like they rushed up where had they got a full season order early on, I feel like this would have been the end of the first season. I think we would have gone a little more and maybe this club thing been stretched out over Right, more because they opened the club like in three days yeah. and it would have taken longer to get a liquor license and a permit from the yeah. city than they even show in the TV right. series. I think they would have extended that to being the goal at the end of the first season to get that. And they would right. have, and the second season would have dealt with them playing a club maybe the club leads to the third season being maybe recording a demo or opening and touring and opening for a band and extending the the journey of a rock group um coming from their roots or whatever and just each thing's something dangling in front of them um maybe you have some drama where one gets a record deal and the rest of the band doesn't or something um but that's where I feel like they're taking off. And I, I thought about it. I'm like, oh, the club, the house, that's a good idea to mm-hmm. take it next with the music. Did they do that 90210? Wasn't there a house band? Or did, I can't remember. Did uh, mm. did Dylan own a club? Or maybe it was the Jason Priestley character? I don't remember. I'm, I don't bar. think maybe I was it was Brian watching. Austin Green. It might have been Brian Austin Green. I don't think so. I was watching at that point uh, with that. So I'll have to take your word for that. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I felt like they were trying to show us where it was going. Where do like, you think it was going? Was that? I mean, I don't even know. I just don't, I still don't understand why they didn't play more gigs. 
Yeah, there was not a lot. Like the, that was the problem with the show for me. Is I thought it was good whenever it was focused on the music, and that's what the show had. And it constantly just wanted to do what all the other teen shows were doing. Right. But I was always more interested in when things would focus more on music stuff, like writing a song, getting yeah. a gig, dealing with club owners, dealing. And instead, we have this like sleazy con artist guy that lives in town and we're running stuff across a birthday present stolen car across for it. So random. Why is it even involved? Like, why was that happening? Yeah. We have the curse woman. um, Like. But the episode with the woman that was successful who came mm -hmm. back to town, that was a good one because yeah, like, she that's had some yeah. experience. Then she's talking to Alex, kind of sleazily mm -hmm. trying to steal him a little bit. And I was waiting for her to take all of his songs and run with them. That's what it's, you can do with it. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yes. Uh, and like, steal the music. And there's that controversy. You find out that she's releasing an album and two of the songs that she heard him do, she's stealing even. Mm -hmm. So then there's drama. There should have been more headbutting of Alex and JT over being a lead singer or maybe the because it's obviously a dynamic that this was a band that JT was the leader of. He was the lead singer, no questions asked. And Alex comes in and he's kind of more talented than JT. Mm -hmm. And there should have been more with like an outsider pushing the Alex thing and JT, you need to step up and step down, you know, that type of thing. They're, you're better with him despite how much you want to be the singer, but they made the band function in a way that anybody gets a song, everybody, you know, that, that type of ordeal right that's where they were wanting to go with it but when i saw the thumbnail for this youtube video this episode i thought and it said the transformation i thought Ugh. jt got his haircut and had a full-on like redoing himself mm. like he was going to become all polished because i saw christopher collette yeah. on the thumbnail now that i see it the episode i'm like wait a minute spoiler jt's gonna cut his hair and like transform into yeah. a pretty boy or something or Right. something to prove himself that's not what happened at all but you nope. know whatever <laughs> whatever yeah but that could have been something down the road um people were cutting their hair around the, the rock the rock people were cutting their hair around this time right you gotta change yeah. your image man yeah bon jovi hacked it off once alternative nation came through they didn't want to be associated with the hair band stuff anymore um but yeah uh so that's that's our show. That's the high, this is the first time an old blank show has completed in one thing. Um, as I like to do when we get to the end of these, like Jessica, who is your favorite character of the Heights? I love Dizzy. I enjoyed Dizzy. him. All right. He was enthusiastic. He will put the work in where it matters, um, but he'll stay true to himself. He can be a boy, but at the same time, he's faithful and he's just all around good guy. I think he's got flaws, but what young person doesn't? Yeah. But it wasn't like drastic and uh, he was a good friend, good husband. He tried to be a good son-in-law, like he was making an effort, caring about her parents. So yeah. I like He's Dizzy. a genuine person, yeah. Like yeah. He, he had his priorities in good places too, surprisingly. He could have been a fancy bellboy and he's like, Nope, not for me. His storyline his storyline would have probably come down to we're going on tour, but I have priorities at home. Ooh. I can't leave, and they have to replace Dizzy. That's what I would imagine. Yeah. Who is your favorite character? I have to. I, it's somewhere between probably Hope with Stan really close. Hope towards the end started going for me, but she seemed to She's be. She's all been JT's 
Yeah, really strong. I wanted to see more music from her. I really liked when um, she had, like, early on, she seemed to be more, I am into the music person. She gave good advice to people. She never, like, picked sides. I mean, she would be softer on JT, but actually have a point that they're not bringing up about JT, as even though JT's a dick, she would make sense of, like, like in this episode, when she's like, look, she, he cares about this right. he threw thing. a fit because it's insulting to all of us right yeah so i yeah hope was probably my favorite even though she has a poor taste in men um but yeah i, I kind of probably say that and stan was just cool dude just underused all the time and funny enough he's probably the most successful of the the, the actors in the show going forward yeah like, i i enjoyed his song Feeling all right, I think better yeah. than all the other ones I saw. Maybe just because yeah. it is something different. I'm like, wait, this feels good. I'm happy listening to this one. So uh, is but, that your favorite song? Uh, maybe, but since it's a cover, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Natalie because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> and like, where'd she go? Where did they yeah. get the footage for that music? Yeah, like, her like, walk, like, all these cheesy photos and videos Natalie, of her. Oh, like, she's so she's so, so silly. Natalie, oh. And I would say, yeah, that Natalie, I really liked, so I think it was the first episode, Hope was playing a song by herself that JT, remember that JT twisted and turned into his own little fucking rocker? I liked what Hope was playing, that there was a lot of promise to that. I really liked where it was going. Uh, Reminded me a lot of like 90s. I'm going to call, I I hate to stereotype it, uh, but I mean it in a positive light, like Lilith Fair-esque type like a Joan Osborne or yeah, Jewel. Sarah McLaughlin. Jewel, yeah, like very Jewel-esque before Jewel. And I was like, this is kind of really good. There's something really good here. We never got that full song. Um, we got like a verse, a couple verses in chorus of it. And then JT was like, ah, Battlefield. But I really, that was probably my second favorite song. Because I, how do you talk to an angel? You can knock it all you want. I'm still here for it. I just heard it too much. I'm still here for it. I think our least favorite character was JT. All around, like, no question. Was Which there someone a, worse than JT? Ooh, of the main cast, not guest starring. No, probably JT. But if, if that's how his character's supposed to be, then that's fine. But like, kind of over it. Yeah, he's like, a bit he's much. Too, I don't like the him and the hope thing. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. just making it easy. Like, yeah, let's let him hook up because he was still skis on other women the entire time to the end, to the very end. And then are they or are they not romantically like super committed and involved? Like I don't think they're doing it because he was having a dream right, in the right. last episode that right. it was going to be the first time, and they never so they never got their very special episode. Every first time, yeah. which I still find hard to believe right. that he would even like be with her if they weren't hooking up, like more than just making out. Right. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't hang around for that. No way. But maybe that's why Hope is smart. She's like, yeah, you'll probably just cheat on me so mm-hmm. give it some time it's funny the couple they want us the people they want us to like care the most about alex and rita i'm just kind of like hmm. too perfect we get it yeah like and everything works out okay right. yeah yeah they didn't even like break it well her ex came back and then she realized oh he is trying to skis on me or hit on right me. yeah my ex when i was 14 years old <laughs> Like I, I never even got the idea that Rita cared about music or anything like that. She's just there oh, with the saxophone. Like never, 
like Alex, they gave us hints to about music, but Rita's just like, well, I'm here for a, a sweet sax solo once every <laughs> couple songs. Like everybody, like every, yeah, she never nothing about the music, nothing. But yeah, she was probably the only one. It's not like she was ever practicing by herself. We'd see Lenny by himself occasionally. Dizzy's right. working a lot, so I guess he wasn't really working. Oh, this is true. Yeah, he's got this family, so he had reasons, but. Yeah, I, yeah, Lenny, he can be annoying. Like, he, he was a guy, like, I felt bad for to start, and then I got tired of really fast with Lenny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Dizzy was cool. That's a good pick. I like your pick, Dizzy, of, of him. I grew like, fond of him. I liked it when uh, he's moving in and trying to get along with her mom and dad. I'm yeah. like, I appreciate that. Like, this could be a show itself. Like, <laughs> I, I totally was digging the vibe. I loved her mom. Mm-hmm. I loved her dad. Uh, I was in, and Jody's whole... a good straight man to his his like you know she's the the Abbott Costello of you know yeah banana groups they but they work really well together they had good chemistry those that was the best probably the best couple on the show easily and that's what I tend to I guess I don't know lean towards as mm-hmm. opposed to the dramatic Rita and Alex like, Alex is so mysterious we don't know where he came from I'm like ew I don't want to know that I don't care uh, just too much drama. No. <laughs> Yeah, I get you. I get you. I like the quirky one. We all do. We all do. All right. Well, Jessica, this has been The Heights. About The Heights. Taking place in The Heights. With the band The Heights. So, here we are. All done. Thank you so much for this journey. I would say it's amazing. Thanks for having me. Which your followers thought I was like tormenting you with, but ah, uh, they don't even know anything. I had a good, I had a good time. I did. I know it's not the greatest show in the world, but it was sure fun to take in, and the commercials were a added bonus. And talking about it was a blast. Yes, love the commercials, and I love diving into something that I have never seen, and I never would have seen. Uh, unless you asked me, so yeah. thank you. And no problem. And there's more. And listeners know that you won't be gone for long. <laughs> so That's right. You, you'll I'll be, be back. back. Some, yeah, you'll be back sooner than later. Uh, and it, like I said, commercial show. You demand it, we'll do it. And uh, so, Jessica, one last time. This gig is over. Till next time we play. Where can people keep up with you? I am over at the Bob and Tom Show and on the Bob and Tom Show Bits and Pieces podcast on Twitter at JNAlsman and Instagram at Jessica Alsman. And my last name is spelled A-L-S-M-A-N. I don't know why I have to say it that way, but I do. It's because it's three and three. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only one L. A-L-S-M. I see a lot of it, like A-L-L-S. A-N. O-L-S. Anyway. What about you, Brandon? Where are you at? A-L-S-M-A-N. There you go. A-L-S man. Not good. ALS, man. Oh, ALS. Ice buckets and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a Twitter and Instagram at BrandonPorkyHD, written work, com. There's more from the Brandon Peter Show this week, but until then. Brandon, mm-hmm. how do you talk to an angel? Well. And you know what? So was I. It's like trying to catch a falling star. What? Huh? What are you talking about, man? I. Hi, Jim. Hey. Hey, uh, are you okay, buddy? 
Yeah. I um did we just finish season one of Space yeah. 19? Yeah, it was that was fun. Sure, I, I it was cool and cheesy 70s space fun. How about we do season two? Yeah, let's do it. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.